And we're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay. I, th- I think I've got my children situated. I think I can actually record now. Ah, it's a hell of a thing. Ah, problems. Troublemakers, troublemakers. I know. Kids. God. On top of that, I had a dream that we had another stray cat that joined our household. So, like, I, I need more dependents like a hole in the head. You people do this on purpose, too, and I don't get it. I know. I know we do. I'm, I'm trying to launch the one. I don't need to take on any more. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> launch the one i like it yeah like like, i like in a catapult or a rocket (laughs) um i I read something great the other day for you know on a message board about people sending their first kids off to college and this woman said i'm kind of 50 50 at any given moment on do i want to hug them and hold them and savor every moment left or just go drop them off in a field and and run away exactly (laughs) and it really that is very accurate Oh, welcome to my childhood. Oh. Well, there's a whole concept called soiling the nest of like when when your kids, whether it's for school or for work or marriage or whatever else, when the kids realize they are leaving, they sort of not backlash, but but get um, become difficult. So it's easier when it's time to go. And I think it's in the, the even the phrase soiling the nest. I think it's an animal kingdom sort of thing. That's that's the norm where you just sort of sort of turn on family so that the separation isn't so difficult man if i would have known that was a thing i would have done a lot a lot earlier yeah (laughs) that's not what we were going to talk about today but that sounds like something we should talk about (laughs) Uh, you can't do it when you're four then it's just called being a difficult child i have enough therapy throughout the week i don't need this to be therapy too Mm -hmm. (laughs) i thought that's exactly what this was all right yeah who am i kidding yeah Anyway, oh my, oh my. Well, before we get into today, I, I I got some great feedback on the on the mortality episode from a couple of weeks. Ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, it, it was interesting. Um, one, one comment in particular I want to share. Well, well, I had two comments from some recent episodes that I want to just throw out there. Sure. One was from um, after our mental health stigma episode. I had one um, good friend of mine, um, a, a parent of, of a child who has some issues, saying. It would be interesting to talk about caring for someone with mental health issues. Just talk to my wife. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'll just we'll just bring our you know, the spouses on and let them mm-hmm. talk about us. That's 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 therapeutic for everyone, and results in more money made for the therapy people. Exactly. Um, but I, I thought that was a, a fascinating idea, and um, and you know we talked about the mortality episode. I had a friend, the, the one I had mentioned, who had lost his mother years ago, and that you know. You had had the good comment of it was my need to be supportive, a need for me mm-hmm. to feel like I'd done something. And, and he texted me and said, by the way, I don't think I ever said thank you for all the times I came up to visit when she was sick and you and the gang would we'd, we'd go out to dinner and have some normalcy. And I was just like, I, I can't believe he was thinking about it from that perspective. And I wrote back, I said, you never had to. You know, that's just what we do. But it was interesting to me that that that... that it made me feel wonderful that all those years later he still remembers that we were a source of comfort, even though in my mind I, I remember doing those things, but I just remember wishing that there was more right. that we could have done. So. Right. You feel like you need to contribute more and to be more meaningful, but that I think it's a r- r- realization that you don't know how meaningful you really are being. Yeah. He, he, he took 
took advantage is the wrong word. He 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 took comfort in what we were there for, mm-hmm. um, which was good. So we had a, we had a very nice little exchange about all that. But yeah, so hopefully the other two people who are listening, you know, got something out of those episodes as well. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, I heard some. <laughs> I got some good comments back on that one. I got some good comments back on some of the on certainly on the first one we had the friendship one. I got a lot of comments. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks, thanks, uh, all five of you. We appreciate your your commitment to the podcast. <laughs> I haven't checked the stats in a little while. I just, you know, I, I maybe because I don't want to. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The stats can be fun. Do, I wonder oh. if we have anyone from Lithuania yet. Oh, uh, yeah, Ernesto. I miss Ernesto. Mm. I don't think he ever knew how special he was to us. Probably not. We got so much mileage out of that. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> we really, really did. Uh, anyway. Most people listening have no idea what we're talking no about. No clue, no clue. Yes. Well, there's hundreds or so episodes of other podcasts from us you can listen to if you want. Mm-hmm. Our Lithuanian listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where, okay, where were we going today? We were going, I, well, we were going to go one way and then I pivoted on you you did and said and said um i had an interesting bit of homework to do which was you know i was asked a question not too long ago of am i happy Mm. and of course me overthinking everything i'm like what does that mean am i happy what does happy mean i'm like am i happy in general am i happy at the second am i what what the hell what kind of question is that (laughs) so so now i'm like part of my homework was well think about your happy place you know where where do you go to find refuge and where can you feel content and things of that nature and it's like all right fine i'm gonna research happiness (laughs) figure out what people say it is Uh, yeah right because that's what i do oh so so you're not gonna actually you know, inter- go inside yourself and, and think about uh, are metaphysically, are you happy? You're going to try and define the happy first. I don't know what happy is, right? So I'm like, okay, well, what, what do other people say happy is and happiness, right? So where else to go? But our favorite place, Psychology Today. So Psychology Today has a couple of different aspects, right? So you've got this concept of let's see here let me find it like happiness generated from like derived from pleasure right what do they say here let's see here very well-minded says it's hedonia so hedonia or hedonic happiness is derived from pleasure it is most often associated with doing what feels good self-care fulfilling desires experiencing enjoyment and feeling a sense of satisfaction where Eudaimonia, E-U-D-A-I-M-O-N-I-A, eudaimonia, is a type of happiness that's derived from seeking virtue and meaning. Hmm. Important components of uh, well-being include feeling that your life has meaning, value, and purpose. It is associated with fulfilling responsibilities, investigating, or investing in long-term goals, concern for the welfare of other people, and living up to personal ideals. So it's like it's like immediate gratification versus mm-hmm. existential meaning. Oh my! Um, hmm. I, I've got several comments. Choose. 
Um, <laughs> I can only give you one. Well, my first is that I'm pretty sure that eudaimonia is also very good to use on your hardwood floors to keep the shine. It is. It um, isn't isn't some some type of baritone instrument too? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it may be. It may be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those statements to me both are very. I look at happiness completely differently. Um, well, yours involves meat of some sort. It, well, it, it, well <laughs> actually, I can try, I can bring it back to that if you want me to. I absolutely can. Uh, All see, things both, revolve around your grill. It's both okay. of those statements feel tactical to me there what are things that make you happy what are happy moments and when i think about are you happy and i think this is going to get more into the the psychologist side of things i think more about if i'm lying in bed at night and i think about my day and i think about my week and i think about my upcoming day and week Mm -hmm. how do i feel about it how do i feel about my my day to day i'm not not looking at particular examples but thinking about is is what's going on better than the alternative, <laughs> for for lack of a better term? That's how I define happy. In my head, is mostly cartoons, like like cartoon blurbs of like my life, and the one that goes through my head right now when you say laying in bed thinking about my week to come is like Krusty the Clown going. Ugh. <laughs> so I'm trying to decide if you're Tom or Jerry. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I'm the uh, Puma Pete. But, but, yeah, I, I look at it. I look at it much differently because I th- I, th- I think. If you look at happiness as as a series of events, depending on your general headspace, you can always find more things that that you wish had gone differently than actually made you happy. Well, that's but that's in retrospect, right? I'm talking yes. about I'm talking about in in the moment, in the current, right? I that's what I'm talking. So there's some more definitions here. They 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 like go on to talk about these different types of categories of happiness, right? Like joy. Often they say joy, uh, often relatively brief feeling that is felt in the present moment. So it's an immediate elicitation of emotion. Excitement, a happy feeling, nice, using the definition to define the word, that's great. A happy feeling that involves looking (laughs) forward to something with positive anticipation. So now you're talking about looking forward to your week. And that's bringing you excitement because you're looking forward to things to come, which they're saying is a type of happiness. Gratitude, a positive emotion that involves being thankful and appreciative. Man, is that happy? Man, no, yeah, I don't think so. Don't no, that, that's, that's got to go. That's, that's, I see, I, I actually see that as going back to what I was saying before. Gratitude is, is kind of thinking about what has happened and deciding if you're thankful for what has for the way things have gone, if, if you are happy with what's gotten you to this point. So I, I get the gratitude one. I, I do, but I'm just like, it's not, this, it's not the same. It's not the same as like what I'm thinking of in the moment forward looking. Wow, you and I are very different on this. There's another one called pride, which is a feeling of satisfaction, something that you have accomplished. So that goes along with your deriving happiness from the past. Mm-hmm. And then yep. optimism. This is a way of looking at life with a positive, upbeat outlook. That's yeah, people, not you. Yeah, pe- people who people like that, <laughs> people like that, tick me off. That's not you at all. They're just fooling themselves. Yeah, and then contentment. This is a type of happiness involves a sense of satisfaction. But that's what pride is too—a feeling of satisfaction. 
I think we get back to the tactical and the strategic there. I, I, all I'm of just, this, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody had a job had a job to do that day, the day on verywellmind.com, and they like you got to write a, a a page post about happiness. They're like, oh, crap. See, and I I feel like there's a there's a a deeper there's a not a dichotomy here. There there there, there is a an in the moment versus an overall feeling here, and pride to me is. You know, satisfaction in something you've accomplished is what you described it as. That's that happened, and that was great. And contentment is on an overall, on a weighted average basis. Did I hit the <laughs> Did I hit the grade I needed to not take the final? <laughs> um, contentment is, you know, on balance. When I balance the pride with the gratitude, with the man, wish I could take that one back. Like, am I content? On balance, I, I really believe those are two different things um and i think pride is great we need those dopamine hits we 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 need to feel proud of ourselves for individual things we've done and and beat our chests for it a bit because we're human uh but the contentment's hard because most humans will focus on the things that did not go well Mm -hmm. i think most humans look at themselves with a steady state of below the line (laughs) And then there are these peaks of pride here and there of things that went well. And do do those raise your overall enough that it feels like it was all worth it? Hmm. I, I'm, I'm a, I realize I'm being very negative here, but but unfortunately, I, I think most people look at um, at the positives as point in time, single events, and not as at their steady state. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would. I think it's it's very much. I think people people think of their quote happiness as a judgment relative to their quote success, and that's not what it's about, as I understand it. Now, granted, I'm not a I'm probably not the best person to be talking about this because I don't even know what being happy means. But this whole concept of in aggregate, like you said, all of these various emotions—joy, excitement, gratitude, pride—all these things sort of taken in in aggregate move the needle in a direction of happiness. And this, I mean, this is all, this is all coming back to homework that I had. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, so am I happy? And I can, I can hear I, in my head, like, James, you're freaking overthinking this. Don't overthink mm-hmm. it. Are you happy? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not based on these things. Right. So here's, here's the, here's the kicker. Somehow that's not okay with people. Yeah. They're like, oh, you got to be happy. What can I do? And I'm like, why, why is the state that I am in not acceptable to you? Like, why is that? This, so people say, look, it's okay to not be, quote, okay. Well, what does okay mean? I don't even know what the hell that means. So if we look at these things in, in aggregate, we're like, dude, can I experience joy? Yes, I can. I'm, I'm married to her. Uh, <laughs> Can I experience ex- <laughs> yeah, can I experience excitement and gratitude and pride and optimism and contentment? Um, well, all of those but the last one. Uh, yeah, I think so. But when your disposition as a person, whatever you're going through at the time, runs counter to those things and like actively works to negate those things, how can you be happy? So the, the devil's advocate here, is going to say, you, you, you were very interesting there. You said if your disposition runs counter to it. The devil's advocate would say, well, your disposition 
is due to the fact that you're not letting those other things shine through. It's a, it's a self-fulfilling – your disposition isn't making you not happy. Your lack of finding happiness in things – not things making you happy, but you finding the happiness in things is creating the negative disposition. Chew so on that sh- one. So, so, so you should just feel happy. Snap you, out of it. No, not snap out of it, but, but find, find a way to prioritize the things. Ah, now you're getting to the heart of it. Happy. Now you're getting to the heart of it because that was my homework. Yep. Find your happy place. And it's and it's easy to say I'm too busy to find my happy place. I well, got no, shit to do. Well, there's that, but it's like I find a happy place, a thing where you find contentment, a thing that brings you all of these things, right? That 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 bring these things up. When you're like, I don't know what these things are. To find a place where these things are generated. <laughs> so, what is it that? Like, how does one when they say, "Oh, this is my happy place," right? It's like, what is that? How does that make like it's how does that make people feel? Because what I found is that there are certain people they are like, what's your happy place? Boom. They'd be able to say immediately. It's like, mm-hmm. if I could be transported there, even thinking about it, right. Brings me calm and brings me, you know, optimism and, you know, all the, all the things that we like to consider to be happy places. I'm like, I got none of that. I'm like, where, where is that for people? And how do they know that it's there? So, so, so easily and so simply, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's weird to me. I wonder if you're putting too much weight on a happy place being, being a place that's nothing but happy. I mean, we're not talking drug induced coma. We're, we're, (laughs) aren't we? Which, which, which which sounds very relaxing. (laughs) Drug induced coma was the name of my third album in college. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So I think about my, so let, let me tell you one of my happy places. Um, and you're, you're going to laugh at me, but we're going to talk about this a lot. And it's um, all the time I spend helping out with scouting. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my son aged out of the Boy Scout program as an Eagle Scout uh, six months ago, a little more than six months. Uh, yeah, more than six months ago now. I am still very, very much a part of the, our, our local and our regional leadership team on all that. And it frustrates me, and it drives me crazy, and I'm dealing with with uh, adults who are in it for all the wrong reasons at times, but the majority of them are in it for the right reasons. At the end of the day, I can, you know, lie in bed looking at the ceiling. I think to myself, for all the annoying things I had to deal with, I know what I'm doing made a difference. I'm fundamentally working with people who I, I respect and I value, and I know I'm being valued. And this is something I'm doing, which at this point, because my son's out, has nothing to do with my immediate family anymore. I, I am actually doing it for me. I, I do it entirely for me, and it makes me feel good about myself. And again, I know, I know deep down, for all the imposter syndrome that I might exhibit at work and in other areas, I know deep down that what I'm doing makes a difference, and the program would be, would be not as good if I wasn't there helping. Like, mm-hmm. that is a happy place for me, even though... I'm planning a big dinner for this coming week. I'm doing it fundamentally alone. I have so many things to do. It's stressing me out like crazy. On top of that, it might rain. (laughs) And it also might rain the day before, which would postpone my son's high school graduation, in which case I wouldn't be able to go to the dinner I've been planning for months. So there's a lot of shit going on right now. This is still my happy place. Even though though, I'm like, are are we sure we're still talking about the same place? (laughs) It is because, because on an overall basis, 
I feel good about the time I've put into it. If mm-hmm. I walked away tomorrow, I would feel a, I would feel a, a hole. Um, and I know, I know that I'm creating value that is, that may not be recognized by say the kids that are getting benefit from it, but I, I just feel so good about my contribution that that is a happy place, even though the step-by-step part of it may sometimes make me want to jump off a building. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. So, so there, there's a lot there, but I don't think you have to look at a happy place as something that immediately makes you smile and go, oh, if only I could be on that beach with my laser engraver. Like that's, <laughs> that doesn't have. Ooh, hey now. Well, you get sand exactly. in the lenses. You wouldn't want to do that. Yes. See, you go right to the negative. I gave yeah. you two of yeah. your favorite things <laughs> and you went right to the negative. Mm-hmm. I, mm. I don't think this is as cut and dry as what is your happy place. It's this corner of this beach here and it always makes me smile. No, no, that's not a thing. A, a happy place is a, is, is a place where I, I feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, that's that's. I, 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 <laughs> I'm still not following you. You're so, still not following me. <laughs> so, I I thought long and hard as I do again, overthink everything, um, mm-hmm. about this and what happens. Think about this. What happens when you come to understand what your happy place is, like the thing that makes you the most content, the most enjoyment, the most gratitude, right, the most joy. And then you can't have it. Okay. Ouch. Yeah. So now everything, now now that you found that, now you compare that. You compare everything else to that, right? And it's like nothing ever quite is like enough. It's never, it's never, it's never going to be that. And so it's, it's this whole concept, I think, of seeking and not finding because you're looking for something in its optimal state and not finding those little things in it, picking and choosing those things that kind of stimulate that concept of happy place. Yeah. I hate to be so stereotypical, but it sounds like looking at the destination and not the journey. Of course. So like, for instance, my, my happy place is having my intimate friends around me and being with them physically and they are flung all over the freaking planet. So the, the times that that can actually occur are slim to none in situations where that can't happen. What is it that one can do to, what is it about being with, let's say being with those people that brings me such quote happiness and can those things be gotten, received, I don't know, discovered, uh, without, you know, physically being near one another. Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is yes, you know, communication and, and other forms of engagement and understanding that when you do get to be together, that that is extra special, but it's not, it's not the, the norm, right? It's not like the, the standard. So you, you've got to find that, that let's call it sustainable, <laughs> sustainable, happy place. <laughs> God forbid you not put an, a, uh, an agronomic spin on everything. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> so a sustainable, happy place as opposed to, I mean, I'm sure you would like to go out to Morton steakhouse every night and, you know, pay $400 for a average piece of meat, but you could do it every now and again 
and it becomes that much more special, right? But then you're talking about depriving yourself and blah, 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 and the whole thing around happiness is, is joy and, and yeah, I, it's, it's a mess, dude. It, it, I, I, see, I see the spiral you're in there. Um, you know, is it really depriving yourself if you don't give in to, to just flat-out hedonism? Um, because that's what yes. that sounds like. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's depriving yourself. You know, the gra- I'm going to just keep on throwing cliches out there. The grass is always greener. There's always something more. Would I, would I like to have more money in the bank and a bigger house and be retired already and be in six different bands and have a bigger barbecue uh, and not have to take these, you know, blood pressure medicines, you know, thanks mom. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that hereditary blood pressure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> so um, it's not due to the meat. <laughs> Maybe I think you need a little more red meat in your life. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think, I think you do. Uh, yeah. And that's not a euphemism. I just think you need more red meat. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, I don't know. I, I'm stuck on this need for a happy place to be this pinnacle experience where all is is perfect and smiley. And I, I can't help but picture a beach just because it. It's not all perfect and smiley. I mean, in my happy place, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, That's not what it's about. It's not like Shangri-La. Um, it's not freaking Brigadoon. So it's about those scenarios, all those, all those things, six or nine or whatever points that we talked about, all sort of like coming together. That is like, it can become a safe space, right? That's a, that's a place of refuge. That's a place you go when you need your emotional energy topped off. That's a place you go when you need respite. It's a place where you go um, when you need support too, right? And, and to become you again, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And for some folks, that's as easy, I shouldn't say as easy, it's as straightforward as going to, to, to a place or doing a thing, right? Some people are like, oh, my happy place is running. Good for you, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> um, but good on you. Other people, you know, they do other things. I mean, you just mentioned some of the things that you do that make that are like your happy place, make you happy. And then you say, okay. What is it about that? This is apparently just me. I don't know. What is it about that that makes you like? Can can you get back there, or is it a singular place in time? It, it can be different things. So the, the one I described was very much a a constant in my life, and, and it's it's up and downs, but it's a it's a it's part of my of my emotional infrastructure. I think I just coined a new term. Um, <laughs> that is important to me. I think I just created something. Call psychology today. Okay. Um, so, th- you know, the scouting thing is that. But then another happy place for me is trivia night with my friends, which mm-hmm. is more or less schedulable with a, a fundamental core group, but some rotating characters who come right. in and out. It's one of those things where... It, it's it's just we're we're losing at trivia. We're you know you know, eating and drinking to excess, but we're hanging out and the rest of the world can evaporate. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what part of it is: is the rest of the world can evaporate and, and we can just be. Uh, so nothing gets accomplished. Quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that's okay. It doesn't have to be. And, and you are such a um, a learning and productivity addict that that I feel like wasted time weighs on you. Oh yeah, it's all. It's like the worst thing ever. Yeah, I think the whole fallacy in this discussion is the fact that people talk about a happy place as something that's singular, and I don't think mm-hmm. that's true. I totally agree. It's happy places. Mm-hmm. And those places can have varying levels of, let's call it, restorative and regenerative attributes for us, which is why we go there. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're constant either. I think they can change depending on what we need. And you might have an ultimate happy place out of your places, but sometimes that may not be the best thing for you. Maybe you want to go over here and, and need to do this other thing for you. And or be, you know, with this other group or reflect in a different way. And that's what you need at that moment. So that becomes the happiest place for you right then. Mm-hmm. In reflecting on this, I don't think there's a singular place. I think it's 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 a plural. And most of you out there listening probably have already inferred that, but I'm slow. So that's where I'm I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting to it. You're, and, you're clinic. <laughs> yeah, so I prefer to say diagnostic, thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, but one of the places that you and I have over the years made up and what all of you listening to the podcast so far have probably been wondering about the intro and outro music, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. That's one of our happy places. That's a fictitious place that we've created called the dark corner bar. That's a happy place. That's Mm -hmm. a place where we go. It's a place where we meet with friends. It's a place where there's no, uh, hazy juicy fruity ipa slushy beers there's uh and and the the dark corner bar what its vibe and what it looks like on the inside and in my mind changes depending on what i need mm-hmm. that day yep and, and for any of you friends who think you've been left out this place does not actually exist right just to yeah. be clear exactly <laughs> just to be clear. exactly but and yeah like, i i have the same thing i have a, i have a core image in my mind but it does evolve uh, and yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's it's the it's the place where I hope someday will be actual material. And I think the way I think of this, like this podcast, and the way I think of of our listeners, is like you know we're in the corner booth in the dark corner bar, and we're having a discussion. And people come in and they sit down at the booth, and they you know interact with us. And so when when we were generating this podcast, I was trying to come up with with intro music. I'm just like I want something that elicits a happy place, mm-hmm. right? I want to go somewhere. And in my mind, even if it's for, you know, a half an hour or whatever, something I value a lot is serious conversation like this, right? So it's like, let's have a talk. And where am I going to do that? I'm going to do that at the dark corner bar. Why not? That's, that's my happy place. Do you think this episode made anyone happy? No. All of this, this is all bullshit. 